Welcome to season two of Talks and Sips. I'm Jess. And I'm Sassy. All right, girl. How you doing? <laughs> what you sipping? Does we're it doing. spark joy? Yeah, we're doing over here. We have, out of a <laughs> beer mug, <laughs> I have coffee. Classy. <laughs> I have a, another toasted white chocolate mm. mocha in this, like, as I said, a beer mug. It's like one of those frosted ones that you're supposed to freeze, so yeah. it keeps it cold. But it's from when we, when I went to Barcelona with my aunt. Oh, cool. And it has, like... Has Park Güell, which we'll be talking about today. Mm. The Sagrada Familia Church, which also we talk about today and their postponements due to COVID. Oh. And yeah, just like a cathedral, some other cool stuff. And then the bottom's like red, so mm. it brings a little, looks like it's on fire. A little pop. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are you drinking? Um, I'm having, um, I think it's a cafe misto. So I'm back to <laughs> drinking my old man drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried ordering a pumpkin cream cold brew mm-hmm. again. It's going to happen. <laughs> it, it, there was this time, um, I want to say like mid January, mm-hmm. this, well this year, right? Um, where I was like, dang, there's no pumpkin anything anywhere. <laughs> right. And then I happened to walk into like, um, I don't know if it was like a Ralph's or something, just like out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of network, like just a, a store I never go to. Uh-huh. And then I was like, they have a Starbucks. And then in the little paper on the little glass, it's like, we still have pumpkin. <laughs> <gasps> Give it all to me. Yeah, that's probably why they're like, it's going to expire soon. Yeah, please take it. it. <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm just back to my old Cafe Mista ways. Mm. It's okay. And if, if those that don't know, it's just basically half-brewed coffee. It's mm. not a full latte. It's like half-brewed coffee, half-latte. So you're mm. not like all calories. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think mm. it's delish. And it does. It does spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Jess, mm. Christmas is less than two weeks away now. And, uh, you know, I'm almost done with that Excel sheet. You know, we could pop it up. <laughs> wow. Now yeah. you guys can see what I'm talking about, what goes on in my head. <laughs> but, you know, with everyone, with everything going on with like the podcast, mm-hmm. with work outside of the podcast mm-hmm. and like just everything, just everything that comes with the holiday shopping, whatnot. It's like going by really fast. Yeah. And it's like you blink and it's already a new yeah. holiday coming up. I saw a meme the other day, dude, that was like, you just have to get through this this week <laughs> and then you'll get through next month. Yeah. And then, well, you'll just have to get through another month. Yeah, for the rest of your life. <laughs> Pretty much for the rest of your life. Yeah, so we're just blazing <laughs> through the holidays. You know, the last three months have been like, boom, Halloween, <laughs> boom, Thanksgiving. Now it's Christmas, and then it's going to be New Year's, so. And we were talking about it. We were like, yeah, holidays. I'm like, I don't know, Halloween came and went. I yeah, guess we're good. Yeah, it just seems like I barely have time to enjoy it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, who likes to take their sweet time with Christmas, though? It's, uh, it's the Philippines. Oh. So before we really get into that, last week we talked about Christmas be- music being played already yeah. in October. Yeah. <laughs> we were really, really triggered. Trigger. Yeah. And there's been an ongoing debate throughout social media about when is a good time to put up your Christmas decorations? <sighs> like, is it before or after Thanksgiving? Well, there's a few memes I found about the debate, yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, is this from Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah. It looks like it would be Game of Thrones. Yeah. So whoever this character is, we'll put it up. <gasps> Ned. Ned? Yeah. Ned. <laughs> it says, brace yourselves. Christmas is before Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> and then it's um the Dos Equis guy, mm. and it says, I may like Christmas decorations, but when I do... 
it is after Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another one. It's like a mad cat dressed in a Santa costume. Mm. says, what do you mean no Christmas decorating till after Thanksgiving? He's all mad. (laughs) He's mad. (laughs) I will say this. After getting home last night Mm -hmm. from my Thanksgiving thing, even though we don't celebrate, we we call it BFF. BFF? Big Friday feast. (laughs) Yeah. So we have BFFs instead. Uh, And so we drove home and I'm like, these motherfuckers, they were not this excited. By the way, I live, you know where I live. Yeah. It's a nice little oval. We call it the oval. Yeah. And no one really comes in or out. Everyone, the same people walk around all the time. So mm-hmm. everyone knows everybody. If you want to know them further, you can. But yeah. we try not to. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will say this. My mom got invited to a block party the other day. Oh, wow. She didn't go. <laughs> she needs to learn how to make friends, bro. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they weren't that excited and they weren't that lit for Halloween. Just saying. <laughs> And now all of a sudden, all the lights are dangling all over the houses. Mm -hmm. They all like group up to make one big Christmas thing. Yeah, I'm about to become the Grinch, clearly. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that goes into my next thing. I also had to grab some tweets from Twitter because that's all Twitter's been talking about. (laughs) And this uh, person, Miss Miss Google Me, that's her at name. (laughs) Get it, girl. Yeah. People who don't believe in decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving are a bunch of Grinches. (laughs) Wow, we didn't even do that on purpose. (laughs) And she says, I'd be ready to be decorated out thanksgiving is a precursor for christmas dinner <laughs> i'm a present right now by the way this is like i know yeah it has bows on it <laughs> and there's next one is christmas decorating before thanksgiving is a sin jesus did not die for yes <laughs> it's the twitter mob coming and then the last one it's friday night a guy i liked builds on plans and my mom is arguing with me via text about the timeline of when i quit my first job as a sonic fast food car hop nice. this is my karma for decorating for christmas before thanksgiving 100 percent, babe 100 <laughs> percent. yeah so it's safe to say we're all still pretty divided yeah. <laughs> on when the right time to start decorating for christmases However, if you just simply cannot wait for Christmas and everything that comes with it, you might want to take a visit to the Philippines. So get this, the Philippines don't start celebrating in December or November like people here. Mm -hmm. Maybe October is pushing it, but the Philippines starts celebrating as early as September. (laughs) So that's a third of, no, a fourth of the year, Mm -hmm. right? No, a third of the year if it's four months. Yeah. Yeah. So, geez. <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs> they have the largest Christian population in Asia. Over 90% of the population identify as Christian, with the majority being Roman Catholic. So they love to celebrate Jesus' birthday. And churches really go out, like all out, with the life-size nativity scenes. Mm-hmm. And I just think of, have you seen, I don't know if it's, I think it's the second one, Daddy's Home. I haven't seen it. Well, they have, mm-hmm. um, it's with Will Ferrell and... I get these two mixed up. It's either Matt Damon or Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> the same in one. One in the it's, same. Yeah, it's one of the guys. And they like, they're dressed up and a part of the nativity scene, but they start like fighting. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. But they don't do that in Philippines. They just have the little plastic or statue. Oh, I think it was Mark Wahlberg. they look the same to me (laughs) but these four months in which they celebrate the holiday are known as the burr months and this is when the calendar starts to fill up with parades parties and so many other festivities so it's literally just christmas for four months dang that's all your plans are (laughs) what are you doing this weekend oh you know we're just gonna get our christmas on yeah (laughs) what are you doing next week yeah you know it's just a rave about christmas yeah what about the next week there's a movie about christmas (laughs) And a parade after. A parade after. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 
So Martin Lopez, he's a like he's the guy who books artists for venues and whatnot, and he's like has a big clientele. That's what it would be, right? A clientele mm-hmm. that get booked for everything. So he says making the season merry, musicians and performing performing artists are booked in every conceivable venue. So he promotes them and books them for all that. And that's like, wow, you could really make a living just off of Christmas over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what it, that's, what is summer? Every, like, four months or something? It starts in June, July, August, September. Yeah, come September. So mm-hmm. it's four months, right? I think so. I do remember, like, when, and since we're on the, oh, by the way, if you haven't gathered yet, this is the topic or the week of traveling. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so in Ibiza, when we were driving from, like, one side of the island to the other, mm-hmm. the guy was like, yeah, like, we can, we make really good money from tourism on the summer months. Mm-hmm. And then we essentially siesta the rest of the time. So mm-hmm. we rely on tourism. Um, and I think I've mentioned it before on Talks, Talks and Sips season one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. But basically, that's it. He was like, yeah, like, we really rely on tourism. You guys come. You guys yeah. take the cabs all over the island. Um, and then come, you know, fall, come spring, like wintertime, we just, we chill. We yeah. wait till summer again. It's like the ultimate, what is it? The ultimate gig? <laughs> yeah. Waiting for your next gig. Summer 2022. <laughs> yeah. Well, the people in the Philippines, they really like it to be colorful, mm. as with anyone really for Christmas. And they actually have these lanterns called Paro. And it's a star-shaped lantern that could be either, it could be made out of two things, wood and paper or metal and shell. Mm. So depending on which one you want to go with. Yeah. Um, and we'll pop this picture in, but it's like, it's really cool because some of it looks like stained glass. Oh yeah, it's super pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they just let them out. It makes me think of Tangled. Oh yeah. Yeah, that one scene. That's my favorite scene from that movie. Or the OC Fair when people are trying to sell you things that oh. overpriced. <laughs> yeah. So alongside all this, Christmas is known to be the holiday for families coming together, and that continues here in the Philippines. So there's about 2.3 million Filipinos working overseas, Mm -hmm. and many of them make their one annual sojourn, which is a temporary stay, Mm -hmm. which is so weird. Like, their temporary stay is at their home. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you got to work. So they make that one annual little trip home for Christmas. So they actually, a ballad titled Saaran Pasco, <laughs> which translates to on the day of Christmas or on Christmas Day. My true love gave to me. <laughs> it's the songs about longing for home around the holidays. Be- like it became associated with them coming back home mm-hmm. because that's really what they look forward to. Yeah, yeah. And it's. I don't know. I'm sure for some of them, it's like, yeah, it just happens to be around Christmas time because that's when everybody gets together. Mm. But yeah, so that's been for the last 21 years, that's been like their little anthem. And this also has a big factor as to why everyone looks forward to the holidays, because who doesn't want to see their family that's been away the whole year? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So Wilfredo Arquila, he's a marketing consultant, and he says the burr season is a natural confluence. Confluence? The confluence. Confluence of things things (laughs) that define Filipino culture. He says the celebration of family and faith, fiesta and food, friends and fun. And Arquila also goes on to say that stores basically exploit the passion and take it back to being about gift giving slash receiving. So he's like, yeah, there's people that take advantage Mm. and just want to sell everything. (laughs) They're like, I'm going to flip this. I'll buy this wholesale and sell it for this much. (laughs) 
And like to kind of counterfeit that, churches open their doors to remind people what Christmas is really mm. about, you know, their faith in the Lord. In the Lord. <laughs> and that just about gifts and partying, even though like they have some good parties too. They can go hand in hand, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they also have a mass called Misa de Gallo, so the rooster mass. Mm. And it's where millions rise before dawn to attend. And it's a holdover for the Spaniards who ruled the Philippines for more than 300 years until 1898 so this mass goes on for like not the full 24 hours of the day but like for nine consecutive days yeah they get up for i think it was like two or three hours a day where's the christmas union after this (laughs) yeah so this goes on from december 16th to the 24th right at new year's eve and some believe that once the 90s are completed and you've been to every day (laughs) then your wishes come true Mm. Oh, yeah, it's like a, their version of a wishing well, I guess. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. So now that Christmas has finally arrived, their Christmas dinner is not complete without lechon or roasted pig. And they usually do a whole pig, which can be anywhere between 26 to 44 pounds. And Ariel de los Reyes, he's the third generation let I can't say this word, lechonero? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? I guess. <laughs> It's like it's a family business that sells the pigs. Oh, okay. okay, And yeah, he says during the Christmas season, they sell nearly 200 pigs a day for about 150 a piece. So, whoa, yeah, a day. (laughs) And if you just want the head, it's still 50 bucks. So, yeah. But also, I don't know. I don't eat lengua. I don't do none of that. So I don't understand. I I mean, I eat pig, but not often no no <laughs> yeah. uh-uh. like i'm not a pork chop lady i don't i don't get yeah that. no Ugh. but it's funny because in the article that i was reading where mm-hmm. they interviewed him he's like yeah like when christmas day comes i do not want to eat pig because i've been around it for so much oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm sure uh-huh. 200 what is it he, he said he eats hot dogs on things on christmas <laughs> Because he's so sick of them. Bro, just maybe some sushi, a chicken. I don't, like, what? But then again, I think... Soy riso? <laughs> I don't know. Because Jollibee's Filipino, right? I think it is. I have no idea. And they put hot dogs in their uh, spaghetti. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, they they sell spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> what? So, yeah. So the more you know... <laughs> My friend John, like Denise's husband, was like, mm-hmm. there's a Jollibee by your house? And he lit up. The whole room did. I'm like, I've never had this place. Why are you so happy? Oh. <laughs> it's pretty good. Their double rice is really good. Mm. Yeah. So this all sounds great. You know, it looks amazing. But I don't think I'd be able to give up the Halloween months and just hand it over to Christmas. No so way. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> so for people who aren't feeling that same way and mm. don't really feel like going to the Philippines for four months. Where might they be going? They could possibly be going into debt, <laughs> stress, <laughs> uncomfortable family situations, <laughs> dealing with traffic and airport madness. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and my brain just like PTSDs back to home alone when <laughs> yeah. they're at the airport. Oh, oh yeah. Where's Kevin? <laughs> Kevin? Kevin? <laughs> Kevin? Anyway, so now that we are in a weird post-COVID panic world and more in a i would say acclimated catch me outside covid you know like yeah catch me outside covid i'm I'm not not staying home yeah basically (laughs) i think that's where we are now at this point um as you know this is a time of the year that people are headed all over the place for the holidays Mm -hmm. we live in la we get to see wild in traffic volumes on the regular (laughs) 
Everyone, we're just gonna zoom in on Cece's face right now. PTSD. I go back to work on tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> I would have already been back at work, but <laughs> oh, in theory, tomorrow from the time of the release, I think you're on vacation. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, my job is done next. I don't know, but I won't be working. <laughs> she isn't gonna be sitting in traffic tomorrow, guys. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> well, anyway, with that being said, the roads are going to be wilding even more these next two weeks after this during Thanksgiving weekend. Air travel did not, and you thought I was going to go with did, huh? I, I, when I was reading this, I was like, what, what's the point of this conversation? Yeah, what am I not. reading? Did not reach the record highs of 2019. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I wonder, and this is me shooting from the hip. I'm shooting from the hip. My assumption is that 2019 was probably the highest in travel year in like the last 10 years. Mm. Like, I think that we've just hit a bottleneck. It was like slowly mounting oh, gotcha. to this. So mm-hmm. that's my assumption. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know. If if you know better, tell me better so I can learn. <laughs> but um, and that's why I think it's really interesting that they in this article they they said that they're like we didn't get as high as twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe people knew about COVID and they just kept it to themselves and went out. Oh, conspiracy! I don't know. Well, tw- no, think about it because technically the whole COVID thing started in November. Just, yeah, right so in maybe. in Wuhan. Maybe people were like, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> like, get it out now while you can. <laughs> and hence, that's why the spread was so intense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because everybody loved it because <laughs> of that 2019 travel. Right? <laughs> I went, why did no one travel in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Stares at the camera. <laughs> anyway, so about 2.3 million people passed through the old... Oh. I, I don't know why. <laughs> In my head, TSA is like the ultimate gangsters. <laughs> like, nope, you can't take that. Swipe. You can't take that on a plane. Mine. I found I saw a TikTok the other day where uh, <laughs> there's a guy going through that like that whole body, full body thing. Yeah. yeah. And he told his wife that he thinks if he like flexes enough, Ooh. his pecs will set Show off up. the middle. And it ended up it was like up here and the rest, but he was like standing like this. <laughs> But it happened. He was able to do it. He's like, they were so hard that it had to like pull him aside and be like, okay, we need to check you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can. Check this out. That's awesome. (laughs) Ultimate flex. (laughs) Set off the machine. I'm too slow, bro. (laughs) Um, Okay. So yeah, about 2.3 million people passed through the TSA checkpoints. Mm -hmm. And since we're a bunch of entitled Americans, um, (laughs) there were nearly equal amounts of complaints via social media. Yes, as there is with anything, really. (laughs) And so the the general consensus or the general complaint was, this line is too long. That's like before (laughs) COVID even. Thing. the line is always that's why you have to especially lax you got to get there like at least three hours before. three hours before yeah or if you're a hispanic family you're there at like five in the morning yeah. no matter what even time if, you're even if your flights at 5 p.m <laughs> yeah. so how can you get away from being a big old complainer for christmas since it's two weeks away what can you do preemptively well this is what the article said to me book your flights and lodging ASAP. I mean, now. What are you doing? Are you listening to this? Turn it off. <laughs> Go book your shit now. Just kidding. Don't don't turn this off. We need you. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people are opting to to stay at Airbnbs and Verbos, and uh, you know, it turns out people are choosing to stay in places where rules are just slightly more lax, and being able to save money on home cooking is always a plus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, especially with hotels and them being in like different regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
per city, you know, COVID wise, like it gets a little bit weird and, Mm -hmm. you know, not everyone's vaccinated right now per their choice, which is fine. But like, that's why people are choosing Airbnbs and Verbos because they they're not going to, they're not, they're not checking that. They're mm-hmm. not going to reinforce it. So uh, definitely like take care of that. Uh, renew your passport early. Like if you're having to go to Mexico, for example, or Canada, Canada, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> Canada, you know, I can't tell you how many times that I've seen people get frustrated, like at the post office mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we need this now. I need this like in three weeks. It's like, dude, you want your passports rushed, but this has, you know, passports have taken yeah. forever, even before pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there was a period of time, even this year earlier, where it was like not happening. Like mm. you were not getting passports for like eight months or something. Wow. It was crazy. But yeah, even before pandemic, it would take it three would take to four a long months. Time, yeah. yeah. You so would like, do it. Like if you're going out of the country, you would start doing that like a year before. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I want to go out next year, hopefully New Zealand, somewhere, maybe Tux and Sips. You want to go to Puerto Rico? Let's go somewhere. <laughs> like, but, or Costa Rica, whatever. Like, I don't know if you need it. One of those you don't need it for whatever um so yeah so yeah my passport is expired right now mm-hmm. um which by the way i'm really excited about because uh, i'm not gonna do this to myself i'm not posting my 2011 passport picture oh it's so embarrassing it's, oh my god to the point where i look nothing like that anymore mm. and every time i come back anytime i've came back from india anytime i've come back from overseas shit i think i came back from mexico and they, you know, that you have to check your passport yeah. when you come back. And they're like, sorry, no, you have to go to a man. And they're like, take, <laughs> off, like, take off your glasses, take off your hat. Like, I look nothing like that. Wow. I was a chubby baby. Mm. I was a chubby early 20s. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> so I'm really happy about that. Because now you can use a machine and go yeah. on your merry way. I had to mm. wait in the stupid line just because I don't have braces anymore and a fat face. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> check COVID-19 specific requirements. That's the other rule. This is probably the one part that I'm going to tread. Like any anytime I go anywhere, if mm. I want to go to New Zealand to go visit the hobbits, <laughs> you know, all countries have their own set of regulations. And honestly, like I haven't looked into it very much. Mm-hmm. I know like one of our friends went somewhere recently and she had to like get some type of insurance or something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, it just seems like a headache right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. But if you are traveling overseas, do it, do it. Give yourself like give yourself the headache now so you're not giving it to yourself later. Yeah, and it's just better to be like prepared rather than showing up and being like, you have to be quarantined for like some, uh, Matt's parents are going to Thailand and they only have to be in a hotel for like two and a half days Mm. compared to some places where it's two weeks. Yeah, my friend, the one who went to, um, dang it, where did she go? I always forget this place. Whatever. This happened literally the last time. The one I was telling you about who mm-hmm. went and she and they, they had her in a hotel for like two weeks. Yeah. And it's like, what if your vacation is three weeks yeah. and you're just wasted more than half? So right. just be but prepared. You, you would know that if you gave yourself the headache first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prepare for the road trip. Think about packing. I hate that. I hate that. Think about packing. No, bitch, just pack. <laughs> so, Cecilia, are you guilty of this? Uh, I am. <laughs> Okay. Well, procrastinating until the night before, did you, <laughs> did you do this for your birthday trip to um, Vegas? Well, you, you can ask Matt about my packing habit. Mm. He, because you know how Matt's very, like, prepared always? Yeah. He hates how I'm always packing at the very last second. So, mm. like, sometimes I'll do it the night before, but majority of the time I do it an hour before we have to leave. Oh, an hour? No matter where I'm going. <laughs> So anxiety inducing. I just like see something, I throw it in there. I take like 10 extra pair of underwear and stuff. I'm like, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. I may shit myself twice in one day. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you know just gotta pack everything oh it is it is i believe it's anxiety and i'm sure like i'm no like psychologist but i'm a hundred percent sure there's some type of paper out there where like oh. a psychologist a therapist has done a review of this they've done a study mm-hmm. and there's an answer why we procrastinate so much yeah. as to before i'm traveling. sure there is yeah yeah for my friend's wedding in san francisco uh while we were on that break of course i procrastinated of course um especially because i had to not just pack clothing and stuff but i had i filmed their wedding so i had two cameras yeah. there was a boom mic there was like a drone mm-hmm. to the point where when we got there i was like dang it I forgot my micro SD card. Now I got to go buy one. Dang. Mm. You know, like the little stuff that you forget. Like, and so basically I thought I was being bad. Dude, the bride and groom were worse. (laughs) They worked the day before. We still went to a concert the night before we took off. Like we were raging for no reason. Mm -hmm. And then they came back and we're like, all right, now we can pack. What do you mean? Dude, they were packing that night. They were just like literally throwing things in a duffel bag. I'm like, okay, so you have your your dress you know your wedding dress mm-hmm. and you have your tux they're like that's all we really need you guys are the worst <laughs> the dog even had a suit oh and that was pre-packed <laughs> but they're like i don't know we'll just put on some sweats after <laughs> they're super chill <laughs> ship your presence in advance bro <laughs> don't be that guy you know you don't want to get caught having to say your birthday present or your Christmas presents coming in the mail. Hey, Cece, that last part of your birthday is coming in the mail. <laughs> At least it's not my birthday yet. <laughs> no, yes, it that is. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was this is what happens birthday. when you pre-record. In Inception <laughs> yeah. time, her birthday is on Monday. Yeah. But, but really, no, her birthday was like three weeks two, ago. two Mondays It ago. was launch day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that would make it a little awkward <laughs> if it was December, whatever. And so you're in like, theory. It's, it's, it's coming. Her present's already here. <laughs> this is how I felt when I watched Tenet. Inception, yeah. No, oh. Not Tenet. I haven't seen Tenet. I've seen Inception. But okay. That... The same thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, what's his face? Is it Christopher? Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. He is like on something, man. He's like, what? Just, they started walking like backwards. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard mixed reviews. Like, some. It, yesterday, somebody told me you either love it or hate it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right now, I have friends in New York. Texas, Georgia, Washington, Iowa, and they all live here in L.A. Um, and they all needed to go back and celebrate the holidays with the family because, mm-hmm. you know, society rules. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, aside from having to buy the presents, there are additional costs. So there's for planes mm-hmm. and trains and, you know, the occasional boat here and there. And, Lodging uh, if they don't want to keep you there. Yeah. <laughs> Rental car. And, you know, perhaps... And most probable, mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be wisest to have a holiday budget set up or an Excel sheet like Cecilia <laughs> for those kind of requirements. So then that way you're not like using up, you know, your rent money. You know what I've been considering? Because mm. Etsy, this is another tangent. Etsy, I found that people just sell Excel sheets. Wow. Yeah. So like budgets, if you're not a type of person to do it. Um, that makes 100% sense. Yeah. And it's like only five bucks and you get to keep it. And I'm like, that's. I could do that, like mm-hmm. just as a side hustle, because I make so many Excel sheets that it's not fun. Yeah, sell them. How? What are you doing? Like, hey, so if you guys want, by the way, I just started my Etsy. Yes, Excel, Next episode, yeah. Excel with Cecilia. Excel with Cecilia. Use code Toxin Sips for ten percent off. There you go. We may be. What is it? We may need a. What are those people? Uh, the, you know, like when you're like, oh, she's an influencer, so she's been. 
Oh. Can you tell we're not influencers? No. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> there is nothing more spooky. There are spookier places to be in life, mm-hmm. figuratively and physically. Yeah. And one of those places, you know, if you want something a little eerie, spooky, and you, who knows, if you want to go for the holidays, you can. If you want to go outside the holidays, you can. We got that covered, too. (laughs) If you, at any time, find yourself in Massachusetts, you can actually visit the Lizzie Borden home that is now a bed and breakfast place in Fall River. So you can book a room and tour as well, and you'll, like, make You'll get all the spooks. <laughs> I feel like places like that, because there's nothing else going on, you're like, yeah. all right, someone was super duper massacred here. All right, there's some t-shirts, there's some cups. <laughs> Let's look at- you want an apron? I know. <laughs> but do you, <laughs> do you know about the whole Lizzie Borden thing? Yes. Okay, so we're going to go, not into depth, but like just scraping it okay so for the listeners who don't know for those who don't know about lizzie borden Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna get into some true crime true crime yeah so this takes place in 1892 so it's it's a while ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) and lizzie claims that she walked into the house and found her father dead on the sofa and during investigation they found that he was killed while he was sleeping so at least he wasn't conscious. I just like my brain straight went to like, when you close your eyes and you fall asleep and then your daughter comes in and murders you. Yeah. Well, you know, she went and got the maid. The maid's name was Bridget. And she told her about her father. And it is a little suspicious with the maid because she was technically the only one in the house. Suspicious. Yeah. But while like an investigation and just the way she talked to them and like what she told them about the family drama they're like yeah like you're a you were a suspect but you're like you wouldn't do this Mm. (laughs) but who knows like maybe it's it's, not your mo she got away with it (laughs) (laughs) but while lizzie and bridget the maid were like looking around they ended up finding the stepmother upstairs dead as well and both were killed with a hatchet which is a smaller version of an axe (laughs) yeah so i looked online and they call it like the axe murders and whatnot but some people get offended by it and say it's a hatchet leave it to cecilia (laughs) tomato tomato yeah tomato tomato if you can call it whatever you want i guess (laughs) so yeah the maid was eventually cleared they're like yeah because she was saying like what she was doing that she was outside washing mm-hmm. the windows and whatnot and like she had a routine going so mm-hmm. and also back then like people believed everything so <laughs> yeah what was suspicious though was lizzie because the week after the murder she burned a dress because she claimed that she had spilled paint all over it oh. is it paint or blood oh. lizzie <laughs> People ask that all the time. Yeah. Her sister Emma was also being looked at because, of course, like, they're the ones getting the inheritance mm-hmm. money, so they want to look at them. But she was out of town during the time of the murder, so that's a pretty good, mm. <laughs> like, alibi. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty solid. It's a, yeah, you can't really mess up. <laughs> yeah. What? I was out of town. <laughs> so Lizzie was eventually put on trial in the next year, 1893. But, you know, because of the times and how they handled everything, the evidence. Mm-hmm. The evidence. <laughs> yeah. And because she had money. <laughs> like, she just, she got away with it. She was acquitted for the murders. And no one else was ever charged for them. And there's plenty of people who are like, she for sure did this. And it's very convincing that you, it's it was her. <laughs> yeah. After she was cleared, quote unquote cleared, she and her sister moved into a new home together with that inheritance money. And many of her neighbors 
never trusted Lizzie. They're like, she definitely did it. <laughs> she just got away with it. Y'all just hate empowered women. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, which to be fair, like everything did point to her, but yeah, whatever. She was free. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. And it didn't help that she got caught shoplifting in 1897. So it was like a few years later, but they're like, oh no, she shoplifted. She, oh, so had she spent to. her in- inheritance. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like so. when celebrities that weren't celebrities before like make they it get big money, yeah. and they just have no <laughs> money managing skills. And it's not their fault. They don't teach us this in school. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also, what is that? Clef- kleptomania? Is that what it's called? Probably, I don't know. Where, no, that's where people feel like they have to steal. Uh, Even if they have money like or stuff. whatnot, they have to steal. The rush, like, mm, I mm-hmm. stole this cup. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I didn't steal this cup. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. You, we don't know what she was. But I think she definitely had some mental issues. Mm. The sisters eventually did get into an argument that split them apart. And Emma moved out of the home in 1905. And, of course, there's speculation as to what happened that caused this the split. breakup. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people were probably like, oh, she Lizzie came clean about mm. killing their dad and stepmom. And that's why Emma left. But um, I don't know. The world will never know. <laughs> the world will never know. Yeah. The two never got together or spoke to each other after all of that. And Lizzie died of pneumonia. Pneumonia? I, I know. Pneumonia. <laughs> I know what it is. It's like... Panomia, I think it's the whole point is that bitch died. Yeah. In Fall River, she same place where the murders took place. And on June first, uh sorry, on June first, nineteen twenty seven, and her sister died just a few days later in Newmart, New Hampshire. Mm. Yeah. So a little spooky. Okay. <laughs> But if you're interested, you know, you could go Do you want to go? This is all they got to offer, bro. <laughs> yeah, you could go sleep in the house where the murders took place. The Haunted tour, house. Yeah, the tour takes you around and be like, and in this room, this is where he was murdered. And like, I'm not trying to make fun of the dead, but it happened a while ago. <laughs> I mean, if they haven't moved on. Yeah, and they've I think they've made two movies about her. Mm-hmm. So they used uh, the Richie lady. The Richie lady? Yeah, the one who plays um, Wednesday. Oh, okay. Is it Christina Ricci? I have no it, idea her name. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Christina Ricci. I'm bad at names. <laughs> but yeah, and if you want to like learn more, it, the small itty-gritty details about this whole thing, uh, the podcast Morbid, which is like my top two mm. uh, favorite true crime podcasts, they did two episodes covering like everything, Ooh. and they recorded the first part in the house to make it like extra spooky. Extra spooky. And they spooky. slept over there, and it was fun. But if it isn't for you, <laughs> that's not your cup of tea. You can go just about 75 miles north and check out Salem, Massachusetts, mm. which is where the witch trials took place in the late 1600s. So you still get that spooky. Loba spook. Yeah. But if you want more family friendly, <laughs> you can find some locations where Hocus Pocus was filmed. That's cute. Yeah. Such as Max and Danny's house, Alice's mansion, where like they go in there and they're like, oh, we're going to go to light the black whatever mm. <laughs> uh they also have the old town hall where uh the winnie that's her name right Winnie. Yeah. she performed i put a spell on you and the little convention thing they had and the high school mm. and these two places are actually on my bucket list of spooky places to visit for sure but i'm not sure if i'd actually want to sleep in the house <laughs> i'd be i'd want to sleep in some of these houses for sure yeah but then that's because i'm biased and i can fall asleep anywhere i'm the same way <laughs> like Sure, it's spooky or whatnot, but if I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> right. Like, haunt me all you want. You ain't waking I'm this up. I'm getting out. sleep. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, let us know. Are these on your bucket list? Have you done them before? Have, yeah. Le- yeah. That's the real cool. question. Mm-hmm. Did you come back with a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> like an haunted mansion? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You take one of these souvenirs home. <laughs> <laughs> so those are spooky places you can travel to. And if again, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're traveling this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if the French graffiti artists ask themselves, is it blood or is it paint? As they look at the walls. <laughs> anyway, one thing I have found very, 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 very interesting in my travels, um, which it's been like two years and I'm mm-hmm. feeling a little depraved here. But uh, yeah, was the different types of graffiti that you would find that would, you know, be covering the walls mm-hmm. outside of major cities. So not necessarily in the city, but just like on the outskirts, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In Paris, you walk around and the city is timeless, cream colored, full of eye pleasing patterns from a bird's eye view. Like if you've been on the Eiffel Tower and looked down, it's like creamy and lush and then you have trees. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And like you almost see like these patterns that look circular, which is really cool. Considering how old uh, the buildings are, like it's pretty awesome that they were able to cityscape it that way even back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, the layout. The way it is, it makes you actually want to walk from place to place. Like, here, I don't want to walk anywhere. I'm going to get in my car and go. But there, you're like, I'm going to go for a stroll. (laughs) You know, and it's nice. You want to walk. This Michigander boy once said, you're from L.A. (laughs) So, yes, public transportation here in L.A. is uh, not appealing at all. I don't think it's as bad as New York. I've never been to New York, but I've heard stories. (laughs) I've been to New York, but I haven't. I was there for like from one airport to another kind mm. of thing and i did try like i had to walk a mile between mm. like trains or something uh-huh. it's fine i will say this the, the what makes it not appealing at least from my perspective is mm-hmm. that like people are just like move move, move yeah move you're like mm-hmm. they know how to take the transportation out there like the public transportation yeah. and they don't wait for you so like if you're like they're like get yeah, the fuck wait. out of the way <laughs> you know they, they got places to be mm-hmm. and i was very much like where am I? Where am I? <laughs> I have my stuff and I need to get from Newark to JFK. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> and I'd never been to New York before. Oh, so, so it was extra fun. And I was by myself. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, LA specifically, LA, <laughs> uh, we don't, they're trying to work on it. They're working on it, but it's not, it's not anywhere near yeah. there. Yeah. I don't want to take the trains anywhere. But yeah. So what I did find fascinating was that as soon as I started moving out further from the touristy areas in the city, uh, I found that there was a lot of general areas in France specifically that had copious amounts of graffiti and street art. Yeah. And that's something I've noticed like around places that I visited before, mm-hmm. mainly in Spain in mm. Barcelona, where like tourist areas are super clean, super nice, kind of like LA, yeah. but like LA is not really that clean. No, because the graffiti is <laughs> like in the city. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking about when you when like we were like talking about it. I was like, yeah, like that's supposed to be like outside on the outskirts. But yeah, have you been no. to the Staples Center recently? <laughs> like, it's, or the Crypto Center? Ooh, <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Like, yeah, I went over there for a um, Enrique Iglesias concert with mm-hmm. my friend Danny. Which, by the way, my friend is pasty white. She's Latina, mm-hmm. but she's white. She's like you. <laughs> and so then she hits me up talking about, do you want to go see Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias at the Staples Center? I'm like, you want to go do that? All right, let's go. I do what you want. Let's go. Let's go have fun. Let's go get our dance on. Yeah. And she had a great ass time. She loves Enrique. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been out there in so long. Yeah, it's it's really, LA is not glamorous. It's not, it's very ugly 
And I could say that because I'm from LA. <laughs> I can trash it all I want from yeah. here. And that's what I've noticed about like, of course, Hollywood looks all pretty in the movies. No, Hollywood looks pretty at night and in the movies. But during the daytime you drive through there, it's gross. garbage. <laughs> garbage. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what they do with like Paris mm-hmm. and Rome and whatnot. Like, yeah. And the touristy areas, they are like they're very nice. nice. They're very yeah. pretty. But once you go past like a certain area, area. it looks like downtown LA. Yeah. It and it's getting. Like, oh, okay. So it's not just us. <laughs> oh, everyone does this. Wow. You know what I found interesting? I have friends. I have a friend who lives out here in the valley mm-hmm. and he's French. Um, and he introduces to his friends when I stayed in Southern France mm-hmm. and we stayed in Marseille. And so he, we actually got to live with them for like a week and that was kind of nice you know Mm -hmm. we like bunk bed and they took (laughs) us out but i found it really interesting because even down so far south from paris Mm -hmm. it was like tagging everywhere Mm. and it was like i think the most mind-boggling part about it was that the tagging was like um on the you know how like to so you don't like get out of your lane or Mm -hmm. you know on the freeways we have like the little curves yeah Mm -hmm. it was like on the side of the curve (laughs) like that's about this big. Mm-hmm. It's not big. No, and it's like they just full, made it work. <laughs> yeah, they just, anywhere you can crevasse mm-hmm. some art in or graffiti, yeah. they would do it. <laughs> it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But apparently, a lot of that they got from Western culture. Mm-hmm. That's, what okay. the, th- that's what I remember them telling me. Um, but actually, I did some more digging and I found out some more. <laughs> so France is known actually for being a proud instigator of big political changes in modern history. Almost every time that I've personally been there, and I've probably been there three times maybe now, um, there has been some sort of protest. Mm. Especially in Paris, there's always a protest. Okay. There's always people on the main bridges. Um, they are the definition of what, of we're not going to take it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we don't like it, we're not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, oh. <laughs> They have always nurtured the revolutionary spirit, which consolidates perfectly with the art that emerges out of resistance, right? Because, like, I'm feeling things, <laughs> right? Um, today, France uh, and Paris especially enforce strict laws against vandalism and damaging of public property and monuments. A law from 1994 determines up to 10 years jail time. So don't get caught. <laughs> and uh, about 150,000 euros for vandalism and public wow. landmarks. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, especially because the euros, I think, a little bit more than Yeah, I think it's the over dollar. a dollar. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Strangely enough, with those steep fees, the street art movement has been paradoxically stronger was, than yeah, ever. I was going to say, a lot of people are taking that risk. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm going for it. Um, a part of the street art appeal and perhaps the reason why the artistic messenger carries a- anonymity is the reason people identify instantly with the art. So it's because of the risk. Mm, okay. People are like, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, you went out and did that? Like, and it's so like, even here, when I see graffiti in yeah. certain places, I'm like, how did they do that? How did they do that? Yeah. Like on the... I'm the a green- climber and I wouldn't risk it. <laughs> the green <laughs> signs right there on top of the freeway mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, 10 miles until here. Yeah. Like, how do you get up there? How did you... Right. Because like you the poles... Pole? Yeah, because the pole's in the middle of the freeway. <laughs> I'm like, how? You ran across the freeway. <laughs> yeah. played Frogger on the freeway. And then it's like, how did nobody see you? <laughs> right. Or did they just not care? Probably they didn't care. They're wearing all black. (laughs) It's like four in the morning. There's always someone on the road. Yeah, that's the thing. Especially in LA. You're never alone on the freeway. I I have no clue. Also, I have, and this is just a random side tangent, but (laughs) have you ever seen like the donut markings on the freeway? 
like from tires oh yeah it's i'm like oh how are you making donuts on the freeway my guy yeah i don't don't get it (laughs) (laughs) okay so just like everything the graffiti in france also has an origin story apparently (laughs) origin stories (laughs) french art historians concur that the street art in france as we know it today started in the expansion or sorry started in the expansive ruins of Lyon, a green market in the center demolished in 1971 to make room for a modern metro station and a shopping center. Mm. An artist named uh, Jared... Oh, man, that's going to be a hard one. (laughs) What she said, um, (laughs) painted silhouettes of reclining human figures evoking the 1945 nuclear destruction of... uh, You know, I've heard people say Hiroshima, Mm -hmm. but I've also heard people say like, say it in a different way right so he painted silhouettes of reclining human figures evoking the 1945 nuclear destruction of hiroshima Mm, what do you think he used what medium do you think he used this is is this graffiti or just uh yeah it's a metro station yeah I'm going to go with the classic spray paint. A you spray paint. Uh, meanwhile, another pioneer of the art was working in Paris. His name was Ernest uh, Pignon Ernst. I'm going to go with that. But for now, we'll just call him Ernest. Because he's Ernest. Uh, he used wheat paste that told an alternative modern history infused with both politics and poetics. Okay. At the beginning of the 70s. He pasted up silkscreen portraits of Arthur Rimbaud around the romantic poetic's uh, favorite locales in Paris. Ernst is still active today. So, like, mm. he's still alive. Yeah. Continuously drawing attention to the margin uh, with the ethereal, I cannot say ethereal, that's it, uh, <laughs> excruciating spatial installations. How romantic. So, here is a photo. We'll post it up. And that's the black and white photo of the that very first tagging. Mm-hmm. And it's it is quite interesting because it's just spray paint and it's like very one dimensional yeah. and it's silhouettes. And I from looking at this would not know that that's what he was trying to convey. <laughs> it just looks like kind of the drawings that I used to do to make it look like a crowd. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about? Kid, the little yeah. blobs as a kid. Mm-hmm. But you go guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next photo we have here is a kid and he's like kind of like I don't know what this what is this considered? Like in a I don't know, he's just his knees like are to his chest. His, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um his knees are to his chest and there's more color, but it actually looks really, really cool because yeah. there's shading. Um This reminds me of uh Banksy's. I think there's from London. Mm-hmm. I think there's some type of connection here. Okay. I I saw some type of... And that's like when we covered the music stuff. Mm -hmm. Like at some point, one artist does something, another one does something similar, and then there's like collaborations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if they just were like, hey. Hey. (laughs) You know. Let's graffiti together. (laughs) Let's let's go do art together. Let's start a podcast together. (laughs) Anyway. Another place I was fortunate enough to visit was Spain. Although my time there was short, about a week, I would say, I only saw Barcelona for maybe a day, not too long. Mm-hmm. I can't say um, too too much about my experience there because I wasn't there long enough. But mm-hmm. however, I did spend a lot more time in Valencia mm-hmm. and an unnecessary, <laughs> unnecessary amount of time in Ibiza. In what? Ibiza. <laughs> oh. That came out weird. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, how they say, Ibiza. I do remember I was like on the island and mm-hmm. there was like these little salespeople. And I went over and I was like, oh, that's so pretty. And mm-hmm. like talking in Spanish. And they're like, you're Mexican, huh? <laughs> they knew right away. <laughs> and I'm like, is it because I speak Latin American Spanish? And you speak Castilian? 
<laughs> no, you just look Mexican. Okay, well, fuck you then. <laughs> I took a pill in Ibiza. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't. I'm a square like that. <laughs> I just saw the people take pills in Ibiza. <laughs> Well, I remember from when I went to Barcelona, I did like the touristy thing. So I went to Park Güell, which is where, because uh, we took the metro. I went with my aunt Gabby mm-hmm. and we didn't want to get taxis or anything. We're just like, we're just going to stick along the metro line and just walk. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Park Güell and I don't know if it was the right mm-hmm. <laughs> exit to get off because we did have to walk like, I want to say like a mile or two, but it wasn't bad. And when they dropped us off, we're like this looks like downtown oh it it was pretty like gross not gross (laughs) like messy yeah yeah. and then we like went up the stairs and it's like oh okay like and it's so weird because it's such a beautiful place but then you look past it and it's yeah yeah just like trash and yeah yeah. literal trash not like i'm calling (laughs) trash well no that's what and that's why people like and here's my little my little my little bulldog from london (laughs) um yeah i brought my little stuff see i've been to india i got this somewhere (laughs) yeah and it was the same thing like Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh i'd love to go to london and the people that have will understand that like because every and and that's a lot of the infrastructure as well even in like paris and Mm -hmm. spain because they're so much older everything is made like from like thick 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 oh i think i even made (laughs) i made the joke that everything is like the walls are stone they're real thick and um, you can't really just like kind of knock that stuff down. Like no. here we are, like, knock it down and build something. To- yeah, right over there. It's like that's good yeah. luck. And that's what I love about like other places, mm. like the architecture they have. And there's some places in the U.S. that has it, but like you can't beat all those fancy cathedrals no, and all no, that. No, no. And it's so, and that's um the let's see what is it called? <laughs> what does my the, yeah, the Sagrada Familia Church. So that one, when I went back in 2019, mm-hmm. they said construction was set to finish in 2022. Do you know when they started building that church? Heck no. <laughs> March 19th, 1882. How is it not done, guys? <laughs> it's huge. It's a huge church. Jeepers. And they offer like different tours to go up different towers. So mm. we only did one, but they offered like, I don't know, like five at least. How long did it take? It took like a good hour and a half because I was taking pictures and we're like looking around. So they take you up through an elevator hmm. but you have to come back down through the stairs oh uh, interesting that's yeah. weird which i mean it's i guess it's nice so you're not dying like going up the stairs look i'm an idiot <laughs> i'm just gonna say that right now i don't know why i like to live fast and die young or just make things really hard because mm-hmm. when we went to the eiffel tower we did you like, do the we did the stairs <laughs> we did the stairs coming down but we're not going, all up. going up it was like you've got to like 900 or 800 i'm like well, <laughs> This is dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, this church has been going on a lot. It's very beautiful inside. They have different stained glass color windows. Mm -hmm. So it's like a rainbow when you walk in and everything's white in there, I believe. So it's just it's really nice. And but now because, you know, COVID Mm -hmm. like pushbacks and it says right here that they're pushed back date. Yeah. One year of COVID pushed them back by I think it would be. Four years, because now their finishing date is 2026. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous, yeah. guys. But then again, I don't know their COVID restrictions, so they might not even back at, be back at work. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's interesting. I do want to go back when it's finished, because when we went, there was like a whole side closed off because they're just still working. building. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, it's really pretty if you get to go 
You should definitely do that. Even yeah. if you're not religious. That's the thing. I'm not yeah, a religious yeah. person, but I like going and seeing all the churches just because they're you can really do it. pretty. The stained yeah. glass is really pretty. And because, you know, we're technically a very, very, very new nation yeah. in theory. <laughs> that's why none of our stuff, one, lasts as long. Hurricanes <laughs> just go wee. Um, or tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, it's just go for the architecture. Yeah. For sure. Go yeah. for the ah. Woo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Question How old do you think Barcelona is? I have no idea. <laughs> Barcelona is 121 years old. Oh, really? that's not. That's young. Yeah. Yeah. That's a baby. I, I I know, which is like insane. And that's why I don't think architecturally they're the same as like Paris. Yeah. For example, mm. they do have like, I don't know. It is a little different. It's still, I feel like it's still kind of stone, but not entirely. No, it's definitely a mixture of yeah, both. Because right? it's a lot of like what you see here in LA, but also like thrown in there, like a few random yeah. little like, ooh, oh, okay, <laughs> stone okay. buildings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, I have a funny story about Barcelona. So the only reason I went was because I was, I asked my parents if I could go to uh, Oregon or something. Ew. Like just on a trip, <laughs> uh, just a, like a road trip with mm. my dog Piper, with our dog Piper. Mm. And they're like, no. <laughs> they're like you cannot and this was at the time where like they were financially supporting me so i guess <laughs> i had to ask them and i was like fine okay i was like what if i like i was like what if i go out of the country kind of joking around and my mom's like yeah right like i can afford it <laughs> and they were they were supporting me financially but i was also working but mm. i was working a part-time job so it wasn't right. money yeah and i was like i took it to heart when my mom said that so i was like Okay, okay. So I text my aunt. Let's I was go. like, do you want to go to Barcelona? Like, I'll pay you, like, whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, sure. So that's the only reason we went. Dang. And I ended up paying her off, like, super fast. Because we just put it on a credit card. And I paid her off in, like, six months. Crazy. <laughs> and she <laughs> she booked the hotel for us. But she didn't see that the hotel was, like, kind of a gay hotel. <laughs> So she's like, I hope they don't think we're together. I'm your aunt. Dude, oh my God. Now I'm just going to go on a tangent. My sister, you know, because she had her kids really young. Amber, uh -huh. you know now, she's like 18, right? Mm -hmm. When she was little, my sister Stephanie and my sister Natalie went to Ikea. Mm -hmm. And they were like both holding Amber's hands. And people were like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, look at that lesbian couple. They, they have a daughter. Bro. Yeah, we're sisters. We're sisters. <laughs> we just don't look alike. We're sisters. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, yeah. So um, do you have any plans to go back to Spain soon or not really? Uh, not soon. I would want to. I have a thing with Matt where I want to. Because you know those pictures? It's a very white thing to do. <laughs> Sorry, white no people. No offense. But I mean, I like it. So I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. Where they have like a map. Uh, some do just US mm. others do like the, the whole world. world and they like put pictures oh, cool. they cut the pictures to match the shape of it mm. either the state or the country yeah. and I want to do that with Matt that'll be cool mm -hmm. yeah I have the world map in my room where you put a pin in it mm -hmm. I just haven't put pins in my parts of the world uh -huh. <laughs> but that's a cool idea because you could even like put a little picture on there yeah like, but the first place I want to go to is Switzerland just because mm. it's like I was only there for one day not and enough it, time yeah it was not enough time it's so pretty out there it's so mm. I see it videos of it and it's like this looks like Green it doesn't exist and yeah. and <laughs> is this narnia it's <laughs> like narnia anyway well guys thank you guys so much for joining us today we will leave you with the final question and that is would you want to pack for a trip a week in advance or stay at the lizzie borden house <laughs> which would you rather pick <laughs> <laughs> yes it's all anxiety inducing <laughs> 
Thank you all for listening again. And if you'd like to follow our podcast in its journey through any social media, really, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Patreon, everything is at Talks and Sips. And for our personal accounts, mine is at Sessie.NCCL. I am at JFox with two X's and two underscores at the end. Yeah, and we also have our website, ToxinSips.com, where you could check out the links for this episode, as well as all the previous ones. And with that all being said, this has been Toxin Sips, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.